I'll tell you something that I've done recently for Distribute. In the past two weeks, I've booked meetings with 95 director plus marketers in B2B SaaS. Wow, I love it. <laughs> right, have you guys done any like influencer posts yet? I think we've done a little bit, actually working on unveiling a new like Sendfluencer program. Um, oh! Actually built on that whole model as well. And so- Dude, how do you deal with competition? So I think uh, there's tons of examples in the past where uh, of other companies where as long as you just you know have a great team, a great vision, and you just execute the heck out of what you're trying to do, then you can build a, a huge everlasting company, even if headers pop up. On my LinkedIn, I probably get eight messages a day for people that are like, oh, we'll give you a thousand bucks to do a post. My man, Chris, what is it? I just hit record and we just, we just go, Chris. So cool. Just, I like this. Yeah. I just yes. keep it, we just keep it raw. Like, Can we you keep know? it real, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, prep. No, hey, no. just no. jump right in. <laughs> jump in. No prep. Jump right in. Well, I have some questions that I, that I want to ask you. Which is, sure. did you see this Gmail thing that like, I did, I did. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts on this? We're on the record now. So just on the yeah, record. Yeah. On the record. What are you like? What, what is, what is happening? What is going to happen here? So my, I kind of have two different ways to think about it. One is I think, A, this is good for all the rest of us who are trying to take on more authentic channels like yeah. mail, like this personalized, very hyper-targeted uh, uh, outreach, you know, and, and some of these other ways that you can use your, your, your network uh, and, and social and other ways, kind of warm intros all or, or warm, uh, warm meeting setting to book mm -hmm. meetings or to grow your business. So I, I think it's good in that regards. It's great um, for Sendoso. I great think it's for amazing. Sendoso. <laughs> it's amazing for Sendoso. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what I'm not sure of is, you know, whenever there's rules, people try to game, game them, hack them, work around them. So, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. You know, I, I, I think about, you know, the few years ago when like the ad industry was shaken up by like the removing cookies and Facebook mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and Apple and, and, and how they were trying to, and it felt like it was this monumental, you know, crazy moment in history, but then it didn't feel like it had such a huge impact. People just like figured out ways around it or new technologies emerged to make it, you could like still get ads. It's not like I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah. so it's, uh, you know, and I, and I think the intent was just maybe better ads and less spammy ads, which, but, you know, I still get like garbage ads and retargeting and this and that. So I don't know. I, I think on one side, I'm happy for it for Sendoso. On the other side, I'm, I'm not sure it's going to create monumental change in the yeah. email space. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I haven't written my thoughts down on it yet, but like I have kind of. So let's talk about the responses that I've seen, right? I've yeah. seen people say like, I've seen so many, I've seen some good ones. Like. You know, the, the main one that I'm seeing is, okay, cold calling. Th that means cold calling rules now. Like cold yeah. call. We, I told you all the cold calling rules. I know. You, know, like, you see all the cold calling max list. Like max yes. list. Like, yes, cold calling. But me, I'm like, dude, I never answer a cold call. Even never. when I was a salesperson, I never yeah. answered a cold call. Like you, as a CEO, do you answer cold calls? Never. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you have the setting on, on your phone. I'm sure that's like, don't answer if it's an unknown number. No, um, I even left that on. I just let it ring. My, my pocket's vibrating <laughs> like 24 <24/7. laughs> uh, seven. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't hate on cold calling. I hate on people that are so pro cold calling that it's like the only thing you, can, you should ever do is just like go yeah. call all day. So I think yeah. it can help sometimes, or I think like warm calls. <laughs> um, yeah. Everyone talks about cold calls, but there's warm calls that you, you know, maybe you showed some intent and then you gave a call or you, yeah. Uh, yeah. you did your, you did your homework and it's like, uh, anyway, I think there's warm calls, but everyone just talks about cold calls because I think it's more clickbait. Yeah, it is. People like are, oh, what's that? What are they saying about a cold call? At least in the LinkedIn world, right? And but I'm not against it either. I think the interesting part is that like cold cold calling is still, I mean, it, it makes people money. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, it, it does. But what's going to happen, I feel like, is people are going to move from, oh, shoot, we can't do this email thing to mm -hmm. more cold calling. Yep. And what happens when now everyone's cold calling? I know. I know. Right. Like, yeah. so, then, so then that, and then the other option is like, you could move to Outlook, which, uh, me, I already moved all my stuff to Outlook. I mean, I don't love it. Right. Yeah. But I, I prefer Gmail, but, and again, I'm small, so I can do that. But with that, what happens when Outlook then does this? Yeah. Right. Like, because I don't think they're going to be too far behind. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would imagine, cause they don't want to be labeled as like the spam cannon email totally. provider right and so then i'm like okay what's really gonna work and so i was like all right here's some ideas one gifts like i think yeah. i was thinking to you i was like oh i'm gonna talk to chris tomorrow like yep this is gonna be this is like kind of perfect perfect timing gifts yeah. are gonna be fucking huge right like i exactly. think people are gonna send like to get it to it's kind of going full circle to like <laughs> like learn letters and like sending <laughs> like People are gonna do these like these letters. I don't know if you've ever got them that are like, um, they're those those like letters you get in the mail. They're like alert, like yeah. your car's on fire, you know. Yeah. And you're like, it looks so real. And you're like, I know. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I open it, dude. I'm like, oh my god, like, dude, oh, my so my car's on fire. Like, what's yeah. happening? Especially you know? when they uh, are handwritten too at times. I'm always opening those. I'm like, someone's wrote me a letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, shit, like, dude, is everything, is grandma like fine? You know, yeah. what's going on? Dude, like, did grandma write me a letter? I've never seen this before. Exactly. Uh, they're really good. Like some of them, I'm like, that should be illegal. Like, cause yeah. you just frightened me. <laughs> you <got my> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is I think, which I'm obviously a big proponent of a lot of you're going to see a lot of these companies double down on, on their teams, making content. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. like, so how are you thinking about that with your team is the question Like, And I'm sure yeah. you're thinking about it. Somehow. For sure. I mean, I think the content piece is a, you're going to be able to draw, you're going to need to look for other channels. And one can be, Hey, you've got hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of employees that you are not leveraging their networks of. So I think having, your team drive uh, traffic and awareness through social and other channels, through personal uh, influencers, et cetera, I mm -hmm. think is really interesting. Um, but then that also doubles down to leveraging, even in the email channel, being able to make the person on the recipient side feel like this is not spam, like this is a, a, like content in an email that's worth, you know, clicking on, that's worth uh, reading. So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. the problem becomes when you're just like spraying and praying and you're throwing out these garbage email templates. But if you're giving 
really qu high quality content in emails, I think that channel will still bode really well too. Will still work, right? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, so I think a couple of things I, I've been thinking a lot about this because obviously the off, you know, distribute, um, mm -hmm. is, is very content heavy. We're building with the cam Canva for B2B, let's call it. Right. So like with that, I'm like, shoot, this is good for me too, because yeah. I think people are going to real marketers are going to realize, okay, well, they're going to figure out content is the best new way to create demand. I think people are yep. starting to kind of figure this out already. Um, so People that are going to clean up are like these influencers that like do B2B. Like, yeah. I get like, and again, this is not me flexing, but on my LinkedIn, I probably get eight messages a day for people that are like, oh, we'll give you a thousand bucks to do a post. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like, it's crazy. It. Yeah. And the reason I'm not doing it is because I don't want to be promoting. I want to just promote distribute. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to promote my own product. So I'm kind of like, shit, dude. Like, but I can make a whole, I can, I can probably mm -hmm. make yeah stupid money on just doing a post every day on linkedin for someone else like yeah i mean it's really a a power of that channel it's people it works that ch and people want to invest more in that channel um and, and drive more you know leads and awareness from that channel yeah yeah are, are, have you guys done any like influencer posts yet have you have you toyed around with it um i think we've done a little bit and we're working actually working on unveiling a new like sendfluencer program um, oh, actually built on that whole model as well, and so dude, um, you heard it first here. <laughs> <laughs> you're teasing it. Is this is this where you're teasing it first? Oh my gosh, here, but more to come here. So, oh my gosh, that, yeah. okay. dude, that is genius, actually, yeah. because peep these B two B brands. I think there's a million for like B two C TikTokers mm -hmm. and like all that. But for the B2B LinkedIn crowd, there's not that one-stop shop. Yeah. Dude, let me know. I can help. For um, sure. Because I think that's genius. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's definitely needed. But, um, but back to your point on uh, yeah. and being able to you know, have your teams build out content, I think that's really powerful because you know, in yesteryear, you had like one content marketer trying to pump enough stuff out and then it only fall a lot of times into your brand's company page. And so like, you have a lot smaller of an audience that are just following your brand already on social. But once you un open it up and unlock, you know, your team's ability to do so, now you've got dozens, hundreds of content marketers at the company. Mm -hmm. And now you have, you know, millions of uh, potential eyeballs in, in their yeah. audience. So. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, that's, it's so untapped too, man. Yeah. Like there, there's some kind like you see it with this stuff, mm -hmm. but I'm like, like it, just getting your team to do like even the smallest post is like, yeah. but yeah, it's interesting, man. And, and another question that I have for you on this front is, is how are you thinking about this kind of with this cold email stuff? Mm -hmm. How are you thinking about the SDR function in general? Yeah. And I'm kind of putting you on the hot seat right now. I'm maybe sure. putting you on the hot seat, but yeah, know, I just want to get, I want to get takes from someone who runs, how many people are Sendoza? Like uh, 700? Yeah, not quite that much, but yeah, we've got yeah. Um, a few hundred folks now. Um, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, I think SDRs uh, will always be a, you know, an impactful kind of outbound awareness generating group. I think that uh, that kind of role is starting to change a bit though, in terms mm -hmm. of how do you 
get better at do at, at leveraging data and automations instead of just copying and pasting. So I think there's a transformation of these tools that make you better at you know uh, supplementing using AI or other automations to supplement the manual tasks. Uh, so I think SDRs mm-hmm. will have to get much better at honing other skills um, and and might shift to less is more in terms of you need less SDRs but can do more output. And maybe that role will shift from a 22 year old who you just like just got out of college and you're just hoping that they spray and pray to uh, could be a someone who's way more senior but is able to stitch together these really thoughtful uh, you know outbound sequences at scale with mm-hmm. engineering esque efforts with automation esque efforts um, and then you know uh, continue to use them for other means within the business too so yeah yeah i think and i think i i see this vision where like they're gonna uh they're gonna hire a creator like someone with a big audience or something yep. to really like like someone that's already got it right to mm-hmm. like push the company for they'll be like the face like yeah uh, if it, if it was if like I didn't already have a semi following or whatever, yeah. that's what I would do, dude. I think that's a great idea. You you've got to because You're people right. will also want to gravitate towards people than just brands at times too, especially yeah. If so like I want to follow Andy. I want to hear Andy's thoughts, and if Andy's the you know an SDR or he's the creator or the or what that maybe there's a new title that pops up and it's creating content, reaching out to people. Um, it's going to create more of a you know, an inbound awareness in this pure kind of outbound spray and pray model. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that creator themselves will be like the face kind of like helping create some demand, right. Associated with it. I think Mm -hmm. they'll be big freaking bucks, right? Yeah. I think so too. It'll be big freaking bucks. I think, I mean, you'll have to, I mean, they have the leverage, right? It's like, um okay i can i'm a youtuber every time i post something i have millions of people see Mm -hmm. it like uh that's that's leverage now is it the right people who's to say right Mm -hmm. um but i i think there's a lot of freaking leverage there and then when you think about that i'll tell you something that i've done recently for distribute and here i'm looking at my stats right now yeah in the past two weeks i've booked meetings with 95 director plus marketers and b2b SaaS. wow i love it <laughs> fully automated one yeah. email mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's the future <laughs> yeah like i'll show you the dashboard now 50 plus percent of people that respond you know why they respond they say hey andy and this is not me talking this is me trying to prove a point yeah they say hey andy i know you from your linkedin content happy mm-hmm. to chat yeah and so my point here is that if you can mesh this person that if you email me, Chris, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the email because I know yeah. who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Just like I mean, I've got, then this is very micro, right? But at a macro level, like if you have someone in in your world and you know their name and they email you, yeah. guess what? You're probably gonna freaking open if you know the name for sure. And then you're going to be even more engaged once you open it and you see an interesting link or some interesting content that is educational or informative. And now you're feeling like you're getting some uh, extra value out of that too. So yeah, yeah, and that's where to the uh, kind of the soft CTAs go back into play, where you're not like, "Hey, can I get 15 minutes of your time right now?" And instead, it's like, "Hey, here's really something interesting that another individual like you liked and." 
they're like, wow, this is interesting. By the way, like, can I, can I book a meeting? Yeah. I think you're going to see a world change where people are going to like beg for meetings as opposed to trying to, you know, get asked for meetings. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it, it's shifting to that. Right. And it's also like, if you can, this is why I always tell you, cause we've been friends for a while, but I'm always like, dude, Chris, you need to get more on LinkedIn, dude. Because then if we can send emails from you yep. to a marketer, they're going to open it and they're going to be like, Oh, Hey, Chris wants to meet. And, and maybe you, you, I mean, you, you, you know, sauce it up a bit. So you're like, Hey, uh, I can't meet, but would love for you to meet my team or mm-hmm. someone on my team. Cause you we yeah. can take meetings all day. But like, then dude, I think that is the combo of like, yeah. how do you save email? Right. That's mm-hmm. like the savior. I think. Yeah. Like, we got to save email. <laughs> How do we save? Email? How do we save it? How do we save it? And I think going back to what you said, there's warm calls. The mm-hmm. same thing is like if you're emailing someone, guess what? My, if you have this content engine that your team's producing yep. and this face that's reaching out, then it's not actually cold because yeah. they know Sally Smith, right? Or yep. they know that person. And so that is, that's what's interesting to me. So this goes back to the whole, it goes back to content still. Like you yep. have to do the content. Exactly. Right. So anyways, man, all right, I have a question for you. What's like, yeah. like you guys send, how many gifts do you send like a week right now? Um, t- tens of thousands, if not more, some weeks, hundreds of thousands. It's yeah. Wow. And I'm guessing the, the holiday season is coming. So this is your oh, busy, yeah. busy huge spike over the next two months. It'll be busy, busy, busy for us. And so like you have warehouses with all the physical stuff. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Like, do you own the warehouses or do you rent them? Like what's the, um, we like, we lease them. Um, uh, but yeah, there's, I mean, w- one of ours in Phoenix is a couple hundred thousand square feet. It's like, look, it's like multiple Costco's in one. It's like, you don't have, to have, like, a, you have like a scooter to go around in it practically. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, dude. You have to get a Sandusco scooter to go. I know. uh, Yeah, to like... Or bring back the Segways or something. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Okay. Like, what's the weirdest gifts that you've seen people want to send? Have people wanted to send some weird shit? Yeah. I mean, there's like... uh, People have wanted to send some like X-rated stuff that we say no-no to or some like huge things that are hard for us, like huge, like trigger grills and barbecues, which are just kind of a pain in the ass. Did you ever try sending those for people? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, we've sent uh, so many random things uh, that, you know, I could probably just spend a day laughing at all the things that we send or just being curious. Like why would anyone send that? But um, yeah. And then we have this really interesting uh, integration with Amazon. So you can take something from Amazon's 500 million SKUs use your Sinesto account balance. It sends to us, we unbox it, rebox it, add a handwritten note, ship it out and it's all tracked. So you can imagine the weird things coming off of Amazon. I, th- I think one company had this crazy campaign was sending rubber chickens, which is random. And they had <laughs> like a 90% hit rate. They were booking millions of dollars in pipelines, sending these like $10 rubber chickens. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> No yeah. way. Well, sometimes it's just the creativity, the weirdness, the timing, the message. You, you know, if it's a funny pun that goes along with it, you never know. <laughs> what, in terms of this gifting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, I want to ask you this. I've seen other gifting platforms come yeah. to the market, right? And how do you deal with competition? Because I think right now in this age of AI, and like things mm-hmm. are getting so much easier to build, right? Yep. Like, like 
and people are coming out of nowhere and they can like rebuild software quickly. You have a moat, right? Because you yeah. have, you have like warehouse, you can't just spin up a Sendoso. Like, totally. you're right. So you've got a good moat, but like when you competitors come to the market, what's been like the, your, your operating model or kind of your personal, like mental yeah. framework on how to deal with that, right? Do you ignore it? Do you say, Oh, let me check them out. Stay close. Like, you know, like make frenemies, like what, like what's your kind of mindset there? Yeah, so I like to keep an eye on it, kind of make some frenemies, but ultimately I think of competitors as alternatives. And so what's the biggest alternative to not using Sendoso? And so that scares me more of the hundreds of thousands of companies out there that are not using any of any competitor, any nature, or are not doing gifting and direct mail yet, or not doing tech enabled gifting and direct mail yet. And so that's the biggest competitor that I keep my eyes on. Um, bigger, yeah. much bigger of a competitor than some ankle biter copycat that pops up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I try to keep an eye on them, see what they're doing, you know, and, and it's important for product marketing or for pricing and packaging. But, um, you, I definitely don't want to like lose sleep or lose track of the bigger picture because of, of a, another alternative that's popped up. Um, yeah. so yeah. I think, uh, there's tons of examples in the past where, uh, of other companies where as long as you just, you know, have a great team, a great vision, and you just execute the heck out of what you're trying to do, then you can build a, a huge everlasting company, even if competitors pop up. Yeah. And who was, this is always interesting, but who were your first hires? Like when you like walk, walk me through that, like yeah. for Sendoso, mm -hmm. like, because you, you came out, like, this is an interesting idea. I bet you so many people were like, dude, send gifts. Like that's not sales. Yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> like, duh, 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 you know? Um, yeah. But like, so walk us through, like, when did you, did you, did you raise, go all in, or did you were testing it? I, I think you yeah. you were a side hustler, like big side hustler your whole life too, right? Like, yeah. So it, it yeah. kind of got started as first as like a side hustle in terms of building out the software. So how to, yeah. how to bootstrap, built a couple, had a couple engineers. Um, then when all in full time, um, hired a few more engineers, me and my co-founder were salespeople. So we just hit streets, sending stuff you know, reaching out to people, doing outbound, um, building up our customer base. And then uh, we hired a CSM um, marketer, a couple more salespeople. Um, got it, got it. So it was really just sprinting to grab customers. And then also, how do we hire customer success uh, uh, managers to help uh, support all the demand we had? So we, wow. we, we had a no problem driving demand um, in the early days. Um, and it was how do we make keep the demand happy? <laughs> yeah, it was more like fulfilling everything, yeah. right? Like, the promise, because the promise uh, was very apparent on why you needed us. Um, and so how do, you know, that was uh, very uh, advantageous and people love sharing cool new tools, cool new channels, cool new strategies. So we got a lot of word of mouth, a lot of referrals from customers, um, still do, uh, from just people having success and wanting to share their success. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I always like asking this question. So you, you hired some engineers first and you, you didn't like, did you even validate the idea? Or you were just like, no, I know this is needed. Like this is, this is, you know, like, yeah, I'm gonna I, build it. I, I, I was the customer. So I was like, I need this desperately. And so I kind of skipped a little bit of like the design partner and market research phase and yep. just said, I want to use this. I would pay for this. Like I need this tomorrow. Um, Dude, that, that was that, enough. 
for me to build it up. So that probably saved me six, nine months of, of kind of that phase. And then also, I think sometimes during that phase, you could get discouraged by what looks like a competitor, uh, which again, might discourage you from going forward. And instead, if you know that you want to build this, you're passionate about it, and you're, you've got that, you know, um, urge, then, then go for it. And maybe you'll find some competitors later on in life, but um, you can out execute, you can out outscale, you can out outbound. <laughs> yeah, out, yeah, that's the that's interesting because I in, in, interesting you you build it for yourself basically, which is like the interesting. Yeah, it's always self- interesting to see what founders do. Like that's what that's been my yeah. secret sauce, right? Is like people, how do you come up with these ideas? Is like I just build what I want for me, like exactly. really, <laughs> like. And I know yeah. if I'm building for me, there's a million other people that probably exactly. are we're not as unique as we think we are, right? Like mm-hmm. most of the time. So yeah. um, there's that. Now, in the first hires is interesting because you were like, I know this is it. I'm going to hire some engineers. Uh, you built it, which is interesting. Um, I was talking to Brian Long the other day from Attentive. You know, I know we mm-hmm. got to jump soon, but um, yeah, I had him on the pod. and. Yeah, and he was. Uh, I asked him. I was like, "Who who would you hire first? Because I'm in this phase right now for distributor, yeah. right? Yes. And I'm like, "Well, we already have engineers and stuff, but um, thinking of like next key hires besides an engineer." Mm-hmm. And he goes, two people." He goes, "I hired a salesperson first, which most people will tell you not to hire a salesperson yeah. until like you're ready, whatever." But he's like, "No, you test the messaging. You're doing you're doing sales yourself, but you have someone mm-hmm. else testing the messaging with you, yeah. figuring it out." And then second, he goes a recruiter. Yeah. You know, a recruiter that early he's like yeah dude he's like because that's made it one of the main things once you know you have something or you're bullish on it it's building the team building a team and, is, yeah and he's like most people say they do it 80 percent of the time but if you go look in their calendars he said it's bs like they yeah. don't right like and they but they know that's though. what they should be doing yeah mm-hmm. right i think the sales piece too is important because a lot of founders get stuck with founder sales and they have this uh you know, you as if you're a passionate founder, you could kind of sell anything to anybody, um, yeah. and so you're kind of faking a bit product market fit or what I call go to market fit. And so you're like, oh yeah, I just got like 50 customers myself. I'm gonna go and scale this, but it's not until you find a stranger who has to go sell this that you can really determine is there even a bigger demand. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, so I think it is critical to bring on those salespeople, test messaging, and test a stranger coming in building pipeline that's repeatable and scalable. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's interesting. So that changed my mindset because my ego was like, no, I was in sales. Like yeah. I'm going to do the first sales. And like, yeah. you know, and your ego, like your ego says that, but then, oh, yeah. I mean, and Brian knows what he's doing. This is like his second hit, you know? Like, totally. so I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going to listen to you, Brian. I'm going to yeah. listen to you. Man. <laughs> so anyways, well, Hey, Chris, Man, thanks for hopping on. Um, of course. This was fun. Uh, yeah, this was awesome. Um, I know I have a lot of energy, so thank you for hanging in there. Well, awesome having me on. Thank you. And then we'll, we'll talk again soon, man. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Later. Bye.